I'm Aaron Goldschmidt. I'm Francesco Sedita. And we're Queens of the Roundtable. Hi, everyone. Hey there. I thought you were going to stop saying hi, everyone. I know, everyone. that's my thing. Hi, everyone. I just told people at work that I wanted them to stop saying, I'm super excited. Just well, be excited. Well, then maybe you should stop saying hi, everyone. Well, it's just a nice way to greet our listeners. I guess. Or like, hey. That's not nice. <laughs> What's that's up, peeps? Yeah. What's up, queenies? We have yet, what are we, we going to call our fans? We have yet, you know what? I want to I wanna put a challenge out there to our estimated audience, a growing estimated 55. Up, 55 bitches. I listened to an early one that, uh, this afternoon. It was seven in April. So we're really Ooh. growing. Well, all I want to say about that is I want to challenge our 55 listeners. What do you want to be called, bitches? Do you want to be queenies? Cutie do you patooties. Be cutie patoots? Do you want to be like round tablers? No. No. I mean, I don't know. RTs. Right now, everybody wants to be a queen. But tablers is not like, <laughs> it's like a Keebler elf. I know. Ooh, do you want to be Keebler elves? That's cute. Yeah, we should just take we should just take that branding. Why not? It did, yeah. it did okay for Nabisco. True. Um, they still exist, right? Yeah. Keebler elves? Sure. Little elf, fudgy elf cookies. Mm. I'm gonna, oh my God, remember those? Do I remember those? those like would, vanilla with the chocolate those started squirt in the me. middle. <laughs> that's what started me. <laughs> really down a very dark path of eating my eating, feelings. Eating. Listen, speaking of eating, I want to toast to drinking. I know. We are sharing a martini, mm. everybody. It's Just a very one. sweaty, oh, sibling, sweaty martini because it, it's humid. It is humid up mm-hmm. in here. Now listen, I'm sort of struggling with like dating things when we're dating things. I will say that oh, gosh, the weather no. outside is, is frightful. Frightful. <laughs> it has been like so wet and cold and humid and hot and weird. Cold. You know, I you know but a we weird don't, cold. Everyone who listens to this pretty much knows I don't like the heat. It's not my thing. It's not my friend. I love it so much. But you know, as I've gotten older, I I do like I like heat or I appreciate it in a different way. However, because you're old, when it's humid and cold, I just can't process. Because then you think you need like a light over jacket, but then you're dripping sweat in it. Then you take it off and you're too cold. But it's not hot sweat. It's right. It's cold. It's wet sweat. Yeah, Mm. not for me. Not Not for for me. me. Yeah. So today, um, even though this will be um, going up a bit later in, in July. Um, today is our last time sitting together at Aaron's round table in his apartment. Here in the city. Here in NYC. We'll be sitting at the round fire pit. Yes. Oh, that'll be Harbor. nice. In about a month's time. Oh, gosh. So this is our last recording for about a month, unless we figure out some special ways, which we have some, some We thoughts. have a couple have of surprises up our sleeve. We also, I mean, we'll, we'll put this gonna out. Share. Let's put this out. Ready? Yeah. For our friends in the Hamptons and our friends in NYC, while we're separated, we're looking for... You know, a co-host maybe, a surprise guest who would take the take the wheel while we're while we're separated. That makes me nervous because I don't want to be replaceable. So you know, I don't want like all the fans to be like, "Oh but my what gosh, if I, I text your you. trial week with I, Kelly you know. Ripa was amazing." <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's okay. Andy Cohen spends all summer in Sag Harbor. So I'm hoping game Andy, on. I'm hoping Andy and I game can start on, recording girl. together. All right. So <laughs> fuck you. This is everybody. This is actually our last recording ever. Ever. So if you're hearing this, you're hearing our send off. Send off to. It's like the final episode of Mash. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. 
Totally. <laughs> Estimated audience, 55. Right. Nash um, had like 26 million people you know, or something. I have a math story. Mm. I'm going to open the, the, the door to the sizzling subjects area. I, I just want to say you might be sizzling losing subject. most of the world by talking no, about No, because it's tender-hearted. Uh-huh. So, you know, MASH was on. And everybody knows Queens of the Round Table is definitely hashtagged as a tender-hearted podcast. And I, like, used to hate that my parents watched it. And then my dad, my, really my dad watched it. And I would sort of, like, be in the room while he watched it, but never really cared. And then you got into lips. And, and then I got into lips, hot lips, hula hand. Hot lips, hula hand. Um, mm. But no, but then they announced the final season. I remember it was like a lot of chatter and TV Guide and stuff. Mm, and Lots of TV Guide my coverage. My dad, you know, watched it. And somehow that final season really made me very sad. And I got very sentimental in like 1984. Oh, that was. earlier, hon. Not 83. Okay, all right. It was like 1970. Maybe 82. And I got really weird about it. And then they released a MASH playset. And I might be the only child on the planet that got it. It had two clingers. One clinger dressed as, you know, in his green, army greens. And one dressed as a lady with a purse. And it came with a mat for the floor. And I got a Jeep. And I had all of them. Hawkeye, Hot Lips, Mm. BJ, Mm. Father Mulcahy. Mm. (laughs) As like little G.I. Joes. I actually sort of remember this place. But does anyone I else think this is strange? Well, for you, right, because right it's in. you. Um, what I want to say is that the final season of MASH, um, February 28th, 1983, it began. And, 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 and like second half of the season. It was like a half season. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was 83. And somewhere, I actually know where, in my parents' house right now, I don't have the, the mat but I definitely have the figurines. Uh huh. So now, well, I feel like I find them, photograph back. them. I know. Uh, you know what, fans? What was one of your most memorable TV show finales um, in your lifetime? I I certainly remember some of the big ones like Mash from my childhood. We need a lot from our fans tonight. We want to know what you want to be called, and we want to mm. know your favorite finales. Uh-huh. And we want to know if you want to be the new. Francesco. Or Aaron. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're looking for some co-hosts. Yeah. Because that could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really okay. fun. I have another sizzling subject. Wait, can I just say one thing that yeah. I was thinking of that I just, I feel like I have to say this because it might never come up again. Mm. And they are literally in the other room. Oh. Um, every year at the end of the TV season, TV Guide would do like a sort of like whole special, like 10 glossy TV Guide page Mm -hmm. of like their, like cheers and jeers, which they did, but like it was the whole season, like best this, and it was all these superlatives. And every year I would rip them out of TV Guide, staple them together, and put them in my memory folder. Memory folder. And they are, they, I would, I want to say the years like 83 to like 85, 82 to 85 are in the other room. Wow. Right now. Like that's how important TV Guide was as a periodical because of course we were so bougie that we subscribed, right? Like not everybody I did. Think everybody no, did. No, because you could pick it up at the, at, the, at the five and dime. You know, like in the line of the supermarket. But like I always felt like it was really classy. 
to have a subscription to the TV Guide. Like, you knew that your parents had made it, and you knew that television was so important to your upbringing and your family's parenting style that there was, like, a subscription to TV Guide mm-hmm. at the house every week. You're really busy reading through things while I'm talking. I have, I have a breaking news. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. All right. Remember when it's a breaking news? Yeah, well, sorry, everybody, about my TV guide story. Well, I just, my phone's right in front of me just for research purposes. But a book that we really care about got a beautiful review just now, and it's, it's from a tough publication, and I'm very proud of that. It's a book called... A book that uh, we care about, The Queens of the Round Table? Yeah. It's a book called Across the Bay that I published that we talked about by Carlos Aponte. Uh-huh. It's a picture book. Mm-hmm. No. We haven't talked about our fans, but you and I have. We had a breaking news moment. Back to TV guides. No, I'm done. You wanted to get right into sizzling subjects. Why don't we jump to that? Well, we've been in it. So my sizzling question for you is, can we talk about what's it called? Like world market? Like the place that's by Bed Bath & Beyond? I love it. Is that what it's called? I love it. So, you know... I've been in there a bunch of times, but you I've know, never... The, the rugs in my bedroom out Easter from there. It's a little, really? it's a little secret okay. I got to, and I put them together. Wait, is that the place we go to that's the big one in the Hamptons? No, that's What's Home that? Goods. Oh, that's Home Goods. Very different. Okay. Um, World Market was a division, I believe, of Cost Plus. And mm. in California, when I lived there, they would, have, they would have Cost Plus World Market. I see. So Cost Plus was like this place that you went to. It was kind of like a home goods. But then they had their World Market. And that was sort of like treasures made in like, you know, India. Right. And Vietnam and all right. kinds of like lacquer trays. But for and, real? For real. Yeah, okay. But not very expensive. And there's definitely accent pieces to be found there mm-hmm. you don't want to do your whole house in world market <laughs> no, I don't think so. but I don't there there are definite there's definitely like a high low thing going on there one of my favorite things are how you can mix and ma- match shades with lamps yes i was reflecting and, on that yesterday yeah i'm not mad at that store i go in whenever i'm down there rarely do i leave with something this lamp that i love right over here that that thing that is from no, it's world not. market no yeah. we ordered this online together no one we night. No, we didn't. I went and picked it up at the store and walked down 12th Avenue. Really? Yes, thirty nine ninety nine. I think we need to post a picture of that when this goes up because everyone's going to want to know. Well, they don't have them anymore. They sold out quickly. I really have an eye. I, um, I um, had drinks with um, a, a dear friend last night, and um, it was right by... That plaza of like mm. Bed Bath and Beyond, TJ Maxx, World Market, Marshalls. Twirled in there because I needed a throw pillow or three, and walked out with three throw pillows. Yeah, that's great. I brought our friend Mike there, and Mike is real difficult when it comes to throw pillows. And no, I know. I, I know. Keep, I don't think I would have brought Mike. I there keep for bringing them. Mike, and I'm like, listen, I need some throw pillows for the house. Can you just help me find like one or two like down market that ones? Are like thirty. Because bucks, Mike right? Rupp likes to suggest pillows that are like. Four hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Not necessarily, because I have one. That or like one forty-nine. Yeah, yeah. I like a. I don't want to. But here's the thing. I don't want four twenty-nine. A hundred something. I'm Sometimes okay you also have a cat like now with chlorine. Nice right. Chlorus. But you also have to have like one of those and three craptacular Absolutely. ones that look really nice. But when you spill wine on it or right. your cat pukes on it, you're like, okay, I'll get a new throw but pillow. But also, I use my throw pillows to lean on. Me. Look at mine. Yeah. I don't yes. like I don't move them when we get on the couch. No, I want my throw pillows to be used. Actual pillows. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're you're due for an update. 
here. I just, I want to tell everybody that tonight, our last night together for two months, Francesco has come into my home no, and basically told me about three different things I need to update no, and upgrade no. here. The martini glasses and the shaker, you said that first. I didn't say it first. I said I had to get martini glasses for the Hamptons. Oh, and then I just I need to update that. That these are uh, from my pillows. Actually, Mike Rupp loves the pillows that I have here and is really into but my pillows. It's a little shot. You know? Only now you can fluff them right up. Everybody, we're going to pause and I'm going to fluff them up. Hold on. Stop the recording. <laughs> no, Stop we're not it. Doing that. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back and my pillows are all plumped up. I will up. say and they have rabbit ears. Oh yeah. And I mean, I didn't even fix the cushions of the actual couch. No, you did yet a great job. I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm going to lie there later. No, I'm, I, I live in my house. Oh, okay, baby. Okay. Anything else you want to criticize about my home? Not at all. Okay, good. No, not at all. What else is on sizzling subjects tonight? What about Matt? <laughs> what about Madame X? Oof. By the time this is listened to by by our our fans, many of whom will probably have listened to Madame X, and many of whom will probably get the through the first like three or four songs, and maybe just decide to turn it off. I mean, I'm just gonna say the song that's called. Hold on, because I know it's a, it's a bitch. Bad I'm loca. Dark ballet. I kind of like. Or killers who are partying. I like that dark ballet is so ridiculous, and she just mm-hmm. leans into it. Black Swan is old. What's that mean? I don't know. Dark ballet. It just feels oh. like Black Swan. Oh, I see. No, I don't think it's okay. like a, I don't think it's. That. Listen, everybody. I don't. I don't want to cause too much controversy with our with our fan base. Um, okay. I think that if you've listened to episode one, even though it has major technical difficulties, we know, everybody, we don't need all your feedback. Thank you so much. If you listen to that episode, yes. you will begin to understand sort of my current feelings about the Queen Mother, um, mm. Madonna. Now, I, I mean, mine too. I... Will forever love her. Mm. I will forever thank her mm. for giving me life when I needed it most. Yes. <laughs> but I will be honest with America. And I, I, granted, I've only listened to about half of this album. You've listened to enough, honestly. I'm being honest. And I have to tell you that it makes, <laughs> I, it, I think. I'm trying to be gracious. I, I think that it... Now you're trying to be gracious th- with a stranger, but I not with me? I think... You know, fuck off. I think that... Anything else I should update? I think I'll leave a list. that... Okay, please do. That it's trying to be world music a la Sting and Paul Simon when he was yes. experiencing Lady Black Mombazo. I'm with you know, and I'm I think with you on that. Sting has really been very into world music, and yeah. I think this is Madonna saying, "Hey world, yeah, I'm hey not, world, comma music. I'm not going to put on that sequined ball gown that Rochelle Sedita thinks I should wear and sing a standard, but I am going to age yeah. into world music." Because that's what people of a certain age start getting into. So I understand. Is it? That, well, I, I don't know. No. I mean, I just sort of feel like that's kind of where you go once you get woke, you know. <laughs> as a and so, yeah, I like world music. That's, I do. That's a good point. I like world music very much, to be honest with you. However, 
This falls a little bit short because you know what I also like? Like really delicious, yeah. trashy Madonna pop music. Yeah. So I, I'm struggling marrying the two. Well, also, it's not very melodic. And maybe, and I, I was saying this to you when we were talking before we started recording, maybe I don't actually know what the kids are listening to. I like to think that I'm cool and I sample music through Spotify World and Global Beats. And I'm like, maybe, yeah. And, I mean, so maybe, maybe this, she doesn't know either. Maybe this is here. this, but maybe she's getting producers that know. But I will say, uh, number number one in sixty countries last week when it released. That's pretty impressive. A world, comma music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I no, I I'm with you. I get that. Uh, like, there's there's a thing that look there's a thing that she brought to us in the '90s and the 2000s that when we loved her of like showing us another part of the world. It is definitely part of her story to do that. It just seems a little heavy-handed at this point. It seems a little heavy-handed. It's yeah. 15 songs, each that are about <laughs> seven five to seven minutes. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a lot. And I'm not saying that it won't grow on me. I'm not saying that my mind can't be I changed. I want to like sneak in a track right now and like have her come after us. If the track's available, it will probably... Oh, you mean just, like, hold yeah. our phone up? Yeah. Uh, she's not going to come after Well, us. you know, one of her people. Great. And, and then she'll be like, oh, my God, that podcast. Right, where they just... Where that Two guy, episodes. Aaron, just disparages me. I think me. she'd like to sit across from you and be like, let's do this, hun. Would she? I don't know. See, I don't I think don't she know. wants I think you'd be really scared. To. I don't think she'd want to. I don't know how scared I'd I think be. I'd be scared. I, of course I'd be scared. I'd just be like peeing in my pants and excited. But I also think that like, I don't think she wants to deal. Also, I don't, I don't think she wants to share a microphone like Ariane did. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think she would expect her own microphone. Prob- I mean, I'm just guessing. Oh, wow. Well, this brings me a little bit to our, our topic for tonight. Everyone should know, because we've not revealed this, that there is a, um, a clipboard that is in the little bag that all of our packaging, all of our uh, equipment goes With in. With a yellow, <laughs> yeah. like, line. And Aaron just, like, jots down notepads and notes as we talk. You know, I like to have um, something to, to note on mm. and to write on. I was, I was really far away from the mic. Um, well, tonight's topic is something that we, we sort of may talk about a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it, it sort of came up this week because we have then really pushing our camp registration for my summer camp in the Hamptons. Things are have been moving along slowly, and I'm hoping that by the time our fans hear this, we're doing great. But in order to, like, build up a little, you know, buzz, we reposted uh, this, like, CBS Saturday morning interview I did a few years ago about how to pick sort of the perfect camp for your mm-hmm, child. Mm-hmm. Um you know, at the time I had somebody working for me very part time that was very interested in like trying to get me back like in front of the camera and, and into media. And I, you know, that's definitely a place that I feel very comfortable. <laughs> but um, it made me just think, and, and talking about Madonna, that I just sort of think that our topic tonight should mm. be like media moguls. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and sort of all of the times that you and I had a brush with fame in mm-hmm. mass media. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there have been. Too many to really count or we count. We would just fill in this. Yes, we would fill episode after episode. But I think it's interesting because I mean, I think that people know us enough now. Neither you nor I shy away from the spotlight. No, we certainly like to be given a voice. Yes, 
we certainly like to talk about important things. Yes. Like antiquing our nails. Yeah. So can we talk about that as our fir- one of our first brushes knowing each other yes. in major American media? I was. I'm just checking. Why are I'm you just on your phone, a fact, darling? Stop. Constantly. I'm just a fact. Okay. Our very last night together. So how did this go down? Okay. So when we were in the club scene, that's what I was checking. This episode will have happen after our club scene. Yes. Episode. Okay. Good. So we were all in the club scene. You know that. Part of my stint in the club scene was I would um, paint my nails black, and then I developed a technique using nail polish remover and a Q-tip called antiquing that I called antiquing. So basically, if now I, we call it antiquing. I didn't want you know a gorgeous you know perfect nail. You wanted it to look. So I would up. eat away at the polish like after a dry like three-layer coat. So it just... looked like I'd sort of like worn it all you know year or I don't know whatever. But I'm a little too put together for that. So in this persona that I thought I was developing, I would sort of antique my nails. Yes. So we sort of joked around about it, and we just called it antiquing, and that all happened. And then Aaron told his friend, who at the time was working for Jonathan Adler, who was a young a young potist. Are you a potist? Yes. A potist. A potter. Potter. Whatever you are. Oh and he had a friend at... L or Cosmo? Or Vogue. L. It's it was, L. It was L it, or Cosmo. Vogue. It's not Vogue. It's L. It was L. It wasn't Vogue. It was Cosmo or L. I th- I'm, you know, okay. I have it somewhere. I actually think it's... Let, let's just find up Nina L. Garcia and ask her to go into the I podcast. think it's L. And they did a tiny little piece on me. And the, cat, the, the, the sort of headline was Summer Polish. <laughs> and it was like, you know, ballet, you know... Um, What's that pink Flat, called? Ballet yeah. flats or whatever that right. everybody wears. It was like that kind of stuff. And it was like, but in, in the New York City club scene, club kids like, Ro- I think I was Rocky Sadita, um, do, do a, have developed a technique called antiquing. And then it's like me being like, so first I do black and then I do this. And yeah. then I'm like, it was, it was like the amazing. whole thing was like four lines, yeah. but it was But amazing. it was like, my claim to firm. I thought it was, oh, I, I was like, next God. stop, Hollywood. I mean, next stop, like you being like nail stylist to the stars. <laughs> totally. Totally. You and your sister would have opened up like oh, a nail salon I still somewhere. want to with my sister. I think that would be so You fun. should call it antiquing. Yep. No, no, because that's and this is like the mark. Got the Sadita sisters or something. Oh Jesus! All right, everybody, find him in New Jersey. That was so definitely my first. That was one. Well, that was really fun. You know, all of the little things that had happened to me growing up, like being published in the, uh, like the the bookstore in Boca Raton had a poetry contest, <laughs> and I was published yeah. in it. And I was like, wow, like I'm famous <laughs> uh-huh. in the strip malls of Boca Raton. Yeah. That was fine. I think that, you know, after I did The Amazing Race and we talked about that in a previous episode, like that was a very, very quick and fast sort of like media mogul like moment because sure. we had press junkets. We like, you know, we went, we did like radio, we did TV, we were right. on like, um, CBS This Morning, like the CBS Morning Show. Right. We did all kinds of radio. We went to like, you know, there was just a lot of media in like a three-month period of time. 
And at that moment, and I mean, because of that media, I mean, this is what Ariane was saying in our episode, like we were recognized in LA just because we had been on like all kinds of news affiliates. And right. I think the most exciting thing that I heard that I never saw with my own two eyes for really being a media mogul mm-hmm. was allegedly during The Amazing Race, the show was very big in Asia. <laughs> And all of, like, the girls in my season, which was, like, the first, like, real big season that, like, won the Emmy. And they did, like, these this photo shoot for, like, FHM or something, yeah. like, Asia or something. Yeah. And and then I, I don't think that, I don't think the cover ever made it, but they, like, shot something. I have to verify all these facts. But we were told by somebody, a fan that wrote us, that in... I want to say Singapore. Uh-huh. There was an Aaron and Ariane like billboard, like promoting, what? like because each team like had like a, a board promoting the Amazing Race, like because the Very show is because the show is so popular. Mm. Um, now I have never actually seen footage of that, but I remember doing this interview with an Asian news affiliate for CBS, and it was like so. I had a phone call, and there were like. 10 different news outfits on this phone call. Right, right. So I like ran a bubble bath here in this apartment, oh, poured Lord. a glass of wine, oh, dear all Lord. kinds of bubbles, and I and I held my interviews from the bathtub. <laughs> and I, I was very sort of vocal about that. And little like the way that you hear like our glasses clink, you would hear like splish splash, oh, like the God. water. Oh, but anyway, God. the Japanese like interviewer, she was like so into it. They loved it. And she was the one that was telling me like how popular the show was and that we were in Asia. And I was like, this, this is it. That was my moment. Mm. I should have moved to Japan and become big in Japan. Kind of. Now look at me. I got I an know. estimated audience of 55. <laughs> And really, if you split it between the two of us, it's like right, like forty-five for me and ten for you for sure. Oh, well, okay, that's nice. Um, yeah, tell me more. Tell me about some of your other brushes with media fame. I mean, I was on CBS Sunday Morning for Bad Libs. Yes, you were. Mo Rocca in- interviewed me, and that was really it. Was really fun. Like. It, Here's the thing, looking back at it... To get on CBS Sunday morning is like a dual... Oh, I'm lying. It, it was wasn't. supposed to be for Sunday morning, and then, and then they put it, it on like the weekly special. one because it wasn't yeah. good enough. I don't know, but whatever. But still... But they'd held it for a long time, and then I was like, oh God, I'm not good. And then they did it like on a Friday, whatever, it was fun. Mo Rocca went on the set, he introduced it, and then they showed you know, our piece together. And it was really fun because it was an anniversary moment, I guess, I can't even remember, like five or six years ago. Um, but it was it was really fun. I was super nervous about it. And, you know, Mo Rocca was fine, but it was funny because I think I just said this to you recently. The guy who came, they came to my office behind the camera was like a guy, like, an old, like a good old Italian guy from Mott Street, literally from Mott Street where my parents grew up. And somehow we chit-chatted about that. And he was the one who sort of like took care of me during the interview. Like, don't lean like that. You need some powder, which is not, you know, That's kind of how I met. Um, the first thing I said about you, and he really took care of you. me and how I looked, which I really appreciated. Um, but it aired, and it's interesting because the end of that interview, Moraka says, "Like who, who would you love to get to do a Mad Libs?" And 
I was trying to get Madonna at the time. Like, actually, really, we'd written well, to, this was really coming full to her, her people or whatever, and it didn't work out. But um, but he, he said, will you tell us? And I said, no. And he was like, well, give us an adjective to describe her. You know, he's a good interview because he's fast. He's quick. And I said, provocative. And it ends with, like, me smiling and, like, boom, done. It was fun. I mean, they, they did a great job of making me, as a nervous person, look really good, which I super appreciated. I thought you looked great. But one day... One night, I was out at Industry Bar, a gay bar in Hell's Kitchen, with my friend Jim, just like catching up and chatting. And he's like, oh, I know that woman over there. Let's go say hi. And we went, and her friend, who was a guy with her, was looking at me, and he was like, you look so familiar. And I was like, mm, like, do you work in publishing? Like, sort of went through all the things. And he's like, oh, my God, are you the Mad Libs guy? And I said, yeah, he was the um, editor on the piece. Oh. And I said to Matt Kugelman, hi, Matt, Thank you so much because you made me look great. Like he really did. For but that was a really me. good thing. That was a really fun, exciting one. My parents were super into it. Like that was a fun, fun media moment. Wow. I mean, I have some stupid stuff when I was at Scholastic and we did like a contest with Tiki no. Barber and it was on like the local news kind of thing. I mean, all that's okay. But I mean, I'm talking big ticket pieces. I have a lot of big ticket besides that and the uh, nails thing. I know. Right? I guess not everybody oh, no, I could have been a star on the CBS well, reality show for organic. two um, <laughs> I had something in the Wall Street Journal. This is a terrible Because a guy that I knew... I didn't know him. I wrote to a guy in the Wall Street Journal who used to do a thing called Cubicle Culture. And he wrote this funny piece and I wrote something to him about it. And he interviewed me for some of my internships. And um, that got me a lot of attention. Oh, sure. sure. Um, for one hot second, I contributed to a gay guide to New York. Mm. Um, they got published and I felt, I mean, there was no media around That's it. That's more work. But, but I... <laughs> But I felt like, but I felt like, you know, I was really in the know and that I was going to get interviewed. It's like a who's who about town of gay downtown New York. A who's who who cares. To the who's who of who cares. Mm -hmm. But, you know. All right. I'm going to flip it and reverse it. If you could have one moment in media, what would it be? Would it be someone's TV show? Would it be a certain magazine? Would it be a certain newspaper? Like Aaron Goldsmith, star. You know, there's a couple of things. I think in like my in my life of fantasizing, not really about what I do now or anything. I think growing up, it was always like if you could get that Barbara Walters before the Oscar interview, She's dead. or almost dead. It, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that was always the dream. Like I want to be on like the Barbara Walters. Would you special. have cried? Um, yes. Hello. <laughs> I was on television for 30 seconds and I cried. I mean, you know, I'm not afraid to show these emotions. Are you trying to make me cry? Should I try right now? Oh, I'll cry. Um, okay, that's a good one. No, I mean that's one. Uh, you well, know, because Oprah, but you know, it's not a possibility. What? Hello, Sunday Soul. No, I don't want to do Super Soul Sunday with Super her. Super Soul Sunday. I, that, I don't want to be on because like I found God. I want to be on because like my book is selling crazily or like whatever. Like I, I mean, we're talking about like media. We're not talking about like celebrating my soul on on an outlet. You know, I want to think on that for a second, but something that just popped into my head. Um, one of the times. <laughs> 
I have so many pictures frozen on television of your cousin Steven and me because we went oh, to the right. Celebrity Apprentice. And you were like the everything. background every show. Well, because my very good friend Pollyanna worked on this show for years. So we were invited to all of the things that they needed people for, like before the right, finale. Right. But like everyone's on like the circle line boat going around New York and they need like 50 people on like, the boat. Brandy like Brandy Glanville right. sells you her new rosé. Right. And so there <laughs> Stephen and I are on the boat. And then it's like the finale shot downtown, the big like live finale. And they pan the audience and there's Stephen and me. I have about 27 different still photos from television that Stephen and I. Right had been like you know panned over um that was really kind of you know again not really media mogul but just sort of like media it's fun though it's fun fun that's fun in media right it's fun in media um and if anyone that was really looking for me would have been like why is this guy at like every single thing the apprentice ever does right but that's just kind of how it was I, i mean again this isn't like media but i was on a skit for SNL. for SNL. In full makeup. It was crazy how much makeup they did for like me as like an extra. But it was fun. That was fun. Um, wow. This is not, again, you would classify this as work. But I will classify it as media mogul because it's out there. And I think I just want to put it out there. Mm. I had a very special bit role in a movie called Chains of Gold, <laughs> starring John Travolta, Joey Lawrence, and Mary Lou Henner. And you. And me. And um, me and like a gang of like nine street kids that were like abducted and forced at gunpoint to bottle crack. Um, <laughs> and this oh movie exists. God. And you can find it. Oh, we're gonna and put a shot there is up there is a slow pan over <laughs> all of like like in a the warehouse, kids, right? yeah. like you know, bottling the crack. And so I had every day in makeup in the makeup trailer, they had to put a fake tattoo on my arm because the whole the whole um, gang had been branded. Oh, and so then we were filming that scene, and so these were all in like abandoned buildings in South Beach in Miami. It was crazy. And we'd film all night. I mean, the stories that I have to tell. But anyway. Like, was your mother, like, on set? No, with, like, I got, like, dropped off. Oh, and I was with this, like, was... other guy who was, like, a little bit older than me and, like, definitely gay. And I was just kind of, like, he was, like, two years older than me. And I was like, oh, my God. But I think that maybe he drove me home or his parents. And, like, oh. I got dropped off in Miami in the morning. And then it was, like, 12 hours later because that's as long as kids could work. Like, they'd come back and get me. Um, because it was like before cell phones and stuff. Right. So I don't even know how they found me. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, we were in this like warehouse filming this scene and they have these bright lights on us and they keep spraying our faces with sweat, with like water. And we're like, I'm bottling little crack rocks in a vial. And one of the really bright like spotlights that was really close explodes onto my arm. Oh, on the and tattoo. And a piece of glass hits the tattoo. <gasps> it blisters and like shrivels up. And they were like, makeup! <laughs> they had to like cut everything and like get me to makeup. But the problem is for like weeks I had some like terrible like injury. Oh, you loved injury. it, please. You're like, oh, I got injured on set, everyone. So this is not me to hey, hey, everybody in gym but, class. But I just, just to make, 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 just, gym class. Oh my gosh, I, I was it. skipping gym class. 
This was this was either my freshman or sophomore year in high school. So, just to, to, to button this one up, and then I want to talk more about your other amazing media mogul moments. So yeah, you better come up with one. So to bring it full circle, when I went to one of these celebrity apprentice finales, it was the season Mary oh, Lou right, Henry right, right. was on, and she's she's very strange because she has this thing where like yeah. she remembers everything and she doesn't she really likes to be like kept away from too many people and it was very hard to get near her but I have a way of really just she doesn't hate it that much she was on a national television yeah, sure. show well, Mama needs with, a with our president um but I got to Mary Lou Henner and I was like listen I just, I just want to say that I did a movie with you called Chains. Well, she was like May third, nineteen ninety one. She's like through May tenth, South Beach, Florida. Like she totally like remembered because I didn't remember what year it was. Anything. I, I had a moment where I like started like welling up and like getting all misty. I was like, she sees me. Yeah, like, I don't know about that. No, but like I can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday, and there was Mary Lou Henry like dating when I filmed this movie. I, and you have a picture with her, right? We'll I do. I have a picture sure. with Mary Lou Henry. Post that. Um, oh, media moguls. You know what? I want to say that I think our media mogul moments are really yet to come. Oh. Okay. So I want to flip it and reverse it back to you. Yeah. I want to know. If you could take one aspect of your life, it better be the podcast, and have a media mogul moment about well, it. Well, as we all know, I just won an Emmy. So there's that. Uh-huh. Um, um, no. Okay. Honestly, my real answer is it would be, and this is almost old-fashioned. In your life right now, what would you so like your media mogul to be about? It would be, that, be I, about? that a novel, adult novel that I've written, not even, like, makes it big, but... You know, has something around it that people buzz. pay attention to. There's a little something, and a little something, and there's like a great piece about me slash the book slash then, like, the, the creation. Or yes, or like the New Yorker, like a book review, or or honestly, somebody's like, website. Domino. <laughs> like I don't care. But to me, that's 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 oh. really that's the entry that's the entry point of like me like. As this writer creator of something, yeah, I think that's it. it that's doesn't cool. Have to be adult, not, of something I've written, of something that I've written. You know, but you wouldn't be mad if this podcast just changed the world. I wouldn't right? be mad. I just would put it, you know, sort of as B level. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, for me, I think it would definitely not be anything that I do with you, but it would definitely be, you know, in the work that I do with children. I think to really have a moment where I get recognized. So, I mean, I get interviewed all the time for things, like little interviews for websites and yeah. these photos and all that. And it's great. I really do love to be recognized for the work I do with kids. One of the bigger social media moments was when Heidi Klum posted about me. Right. And, like, what I did with her kids. And, like, in that one day, like, my social media, like, quadrupled. It was, right. you know, it was crazy. Quadrupled. And it was, like, it was that moment where I was like, oh, wow, like, media has this power. So I think for me... I would love to be recognized for my my work with kids, my work as an educator, and you know I'd like to have some kind of story somewhere about yeah. that. I don't yeah. know where that is or who 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 making that story would be the best, but I would like well, to be recognized. We're for, making our own stories. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm recognizing myself for the good work yes, I do. Yes, exactly. Right, but I want you know, I don't know. I'm a fame whore. You know, I was just um. When I went out east on 
Friday morning. It was after one of our late nights last week where I had listened to a lot of Lady Gaga. And And we had recorded like 17 podcasts. Yeah, and Lady Gaga was just up on my on my Spotify and I listened to her for the two and a half hours I was in the car. How'd that go? Great. Um, but listening to like the fame and the fame monster mm. and a lot of songs, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at being a fame monster. You know, I'm happy to be a fame whore and I will take the recognition and the accolades and the acknowledgement sure. wherever I can get them. Yes. I'm waiting for Anchor.fm to do an expose on us. Oh, we're waiting for them to do something. Oh. Oh, wow. Wow. Biting the hand there, that feeds no, us. No, there you go. It feeds us. We've made $4. Anchor, there you go. There's a call to action. What are you going to do with us? Yeah. Make us media moguls, Anchor. Yes. Um, okay. On that note. Are you sure that's it? I mean, rack that brain, boo. There's nothing That's else. That's all I got. Oh. I mean, I have like it's a I, weak listen, subject. I have media moments at work where I'm like interviewed about a book that I'm publishing or something. That's fine. Right. But, like you're, if we're talking, you're talking like, about Dolly Parton and Henry Winkler. Yeah, like, like if we're talking about real deal stuff, there's a lot happening. No, there's we're talking not. about like you know me media. It's really antiquing. It's uh, CBS. Mm. You know, and there it, it is. It's not, it's not a whole ton of stuff. It's funny that you and I have each been Wall Street Journal, the darlings of the CBS network. I know that's why CBS would probably give us a show. I'm like CBS. Listen, we're young. We're like the youngest of your demographic. We're in our mid forties. No Big Bang Theory brought in a lot of youngsters. It brought in like thirties. Yeah, well, we're still not the youngest. Okay, all I'm saying, CBS, you loved me. When I was the will to Ariane's grace of The Amazing Race <laughs> Season 3. You loved me on CBS when I was talking about camps. Mm. You loved this guy over here when he was talking about the American institution of Mad Libs. True. How about you just sort of take a meeting with us? Mm. Because CBS provides a lot of radio and podcasts. And I think that we are definitely a joy to the ears of CBS listeners. Okay. Hi, CBS. Hi, CBS. Um, all right. Well, there we go. There, there lies this our is it. media a, moguls. A final farewell. Well, there might be another interlude tonight. Maybe. But no one would know because we might not tag it. No one will know. All right, everybody. From your queens, happy to, yeah. to, to, to all of our queenies, all queenies. of our RTs. Lammies. We need a name. We need something. Um... We'll talk to you soon. Okay, everybody. Bye. Bye.